Welcome to the Eyes of Indigo with your infinitely curious hosts, Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. More information available at facebook.com slash eyesofindigo or at iriscarter.com where you will find a link to the Eyes of Indigo podcast. Welcome! Hello! Good evening! Yay! Yes. Namaste! Happy. Namaste! Looking forward to seeing who comes in today. Yeah. We had uh, people buying, you know, uh, through our, our uh, thing up on the... Um... Which platform? Oh, crap! <laughs> What's it called? It's called... Um, it's Describe called it. uh, Eventbrite. Eventbrite. I have okay. to think. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just um I don't know where I'm looking anymore because I'm changed screen. It's on Eventbrite, and I've got it just running week to week. It's just a generic, hey, we're here, yeah. and yeah. and we've had people getting tickets off of that. I don't know how many finally showed up, or so that would be interesting if. If people are on that have joined us from Eventbrite, I would love to know that. Let us know. Yes. Happy Yay. February, Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Yes. It's evening. Groundhog Day after it's <laughs> Groundhog <yeah>. Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> have you boxed your groundhog yet? <laughs> or do you get an Amazon box and put it in there? Yeah, that's true. Oh, wouldn't that be a good practical joke to send us stuff? Groundhog in a box to a friend to be delivered on February third, and, <laughs> and when they call you and go, "What is this?" It's Groundhog Boxing Day, <laughs> <laughs> or have that boxing game where you <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. rock them, sock them, put little yeah groundhog heads on the rock them, sock them. <laughs> See how long it takes for them to get the pun, the joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Evil genius going on in there. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, it's like uh, there's a there's a uh, meme out there with Bill Murray, you know, from Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah. Going. So it's another day of um isolation again. <laughs> it's like instead of Groundhog Day, it's isolation. It's 2020 again. Oh, yeah. it's Groundhog Day almost all year for most people. God, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. The euphemism it's, goes on and on. It, yeah. the, the metaphor, sorry, the metaphor goes on and on and on. Yeah, as it, long as we don't hear I got you, babe, all the time, we're good. Once a year in that movie, that's it. <laughs> Bam. But it's, a, but it's a cute movie that is one that you see more and more every time you, you can watch it except yeah. for when they play it back to back on the TMC channel all day oh, <laughs> yeah, they do they play it for like 12 hours straight and woo! But yeah. they, a, they they do a good job there's a lot of there's a lot of little stuff if, especially if you look in the in the background yeah there's little yeah. things it's really cute yeah that's so. a great movie. So, all right, um, we're getting started. As far as I know, people coming in. Yeah. If you're signing and in, please say hello. Put something over in the chat or below in the chat, and say hi. Let us know you're here. 
whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, we love having people here. Um, and we love seeing folks that we have gotten to know come back, but we also love seeing new faces and we want to get to know you and uh, know who's coming in. Regulars, so, and regulars and newcomers. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, today's topic is it, let's see, and how, what did exactly, did I name it? I named <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> censorship protection or deception. Yeah, protection or diversion. Diversion, yeah. Yeah. So basically we're talking about censorship. <laughs> but but wanted to put those ideas out there about what is how it? yeah, what is it and and how is it used and when is it deliberate and when is it not and historically what has happened which is yes. affects, which affects what's happening now. Yeah. Yes. So and, and, and there's been some stuff in the news lately and that's why the topic came up and I said, but there's so much, there's just so much good stuff here. So um, I'm looking at my notes. So I don't forget what we're doing. Okay. So censorship, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. That's all right. I'm with uh, you. Hey, Daryl. Oh my God. Hey. Daryl is such a dear, dear friend. And we actually, he let me um, room with him for a while way back after my first divorce and he, he was just such a close friend and then he moved away to um um uh, uh savannah georgia that's where he was originally from and he lived there for a while now he's uh taking care of his mom in south carolina so we keep promising each other when all this is over we're going to get together again and see each other but uh Daryl, God, the stories I could tell about him. I could take the whole, whole show for that. So Daryl's going to get the drop on you by watching a little podcast. There you go. Good call, Daryl. Get, get uh, in on her first. There you go. Uh, right in. Oh, but it's good to see. I'm glad you're here on. Um, so anyway, uh, now I'm totally distracted. Okay. That's all right. So we've got <laughs> Deborah came in on YouTube. Daryl came in on Facebook. So that's so we know us. they're both working. <laughs> yeah, we know both links are working fine. Um, some people will see this in a recording later on or hear it in a recording later on. So welcome to those listeners too in the future. Yay! Good. Point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and you know, and I guess I should just—it's something that I forget to do every week, but. Um, um, and let me find where I need to, there it is, had to find, yeah, let's put our names up here for a little Woo! bit, because, let people see who we are, yes, yeah, uh, because that's a terrible assumption to think that they <laughs> actually know who <laughs> we are, oh, hello. hello from Greensboro, Jackie, great, yes, and Jackie, have, can you, if you want, in the comments, tell us how you found us, Yes. Uh, it says you came through Facebook, but we're we're just curious. Uh -huh. Where are people finding out about us, or how do you know one of us? Your name <laughs> is your name is vaguely familiar to me, but I can't guarantee that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but all right, so wonderful. back to the topic. Censorship. Yes. yes. All right. So when we think of censorship, 
Um, it's censoring, selecting what is appropriate or not appropriate for a particular for, audience. Yeah, for a particular audience. You know, we think about movie censors that look at the movies and decide, okay, is this something that's safe for kids to watch or family? You know, is it a G-rated film or is it a rating um, system? Yeah. Yeah. All of that involves censors because they're trying to decide. And they and and a lot of times censors don't tell movie people that you can't do something. They just say if you do it, it'll get an X rating. And so then they go, well, nobody will come see it. And so they take stuff out and, you know, and well, can I show this much and not this much? And, you know, there's all those deliberations. There's, yeah, there's bargaining. That's actually um, that rating system is actually a private business that mm -hmm. exercises a lot of control over Hollywood for that reason. Yeah. yeah. In, yeah. The edit, in the editing. Yeah. But you've noticed over the decades that they're getting more and more let's say lax. Yeah. And now they're straight. putting those, those MP warnings on um, television shows yeah. when it's appropriate for kids and when it's not. And, you know, but then, but again, more and more that anything goes and you're seeing more and more, you know, and, and whether it's right or wrong, I don't really want to get into that. Right, at least not at the. No, yeah. but we're it, talking definitionally right now. Yeah. Yeah. The more, yeah, you know, the morality is a personal choice. Yeah. You're right, and um, yeah, and well, I think that's an, another thing is a lot of the censoring that goes on is dictated by where society is at the moment. As um, a collective, right? Right, and so it's not like oh, you know. Once it's wrong, it's always wrong, and nobody can ever see that. I mean, mm -hmm. um, but but things are a lot different than they used to be back in the days of Donna Reed and the Cleavers. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I Dream of Jeannie, they used to put a, a peach divot in front of her belly button on the screen on television. She had a bikini-type costume, and if yeah. you look, the first couple of seasons, she had no belly button. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, in the, was the Ricardos, they had to be in separate beds. You always had to mm -hmm. put your feet. Um, I forget. What was the first TV show where two people were in bed the Mike same time? and Carol Brady. <gasps> That's right. The Brady Bunch. But they were required for the first season that they showed that, that both actors were required to keep one foot on the ground while they were in the bed. The second season... The two actors said, forget that. And they sat normal. They sat normally in the bed. And you can see the kids talking to their parents, sitting in bed, reading magazines, blah, blah, blah. But in the right. first season, they're both sitting way out on the edge. In the second, se in second season, they, they sit normal. <laughs> because well, you know, of the censorship of the time. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Lucy was the first pregnant woman on TV. But you couldn't say pregnant. No. Yeah, they, could not, they couldn't say that word. They'd say with child or bun in the oven, mm -hmm. having a having a baby, but, mm -hmm. you, but not the word pregnant. Yeah. So all those little, you know, we'd like to think that we're more advanced now and can, but then sometimes things come on and you go, what the hell? <laughs> Name some of the book titles that are still censored and you'll, 
and your oh, point will go yeah. your point will go home. Band Book Week um, is there is a website for it, and you can go to the American Library Association (ALA) to see to also see a link for the books that are continual continue to be banned, and they keep a record of any time a book is reported as attempting to be banned or banned uh, successfully, and they'll tell where it is. So, like, you can look up in your hometown and see, and, like, you know, I'll look up and I'll see books all the time that are being challenged, and even in Greensboro or Charlotte, and you're like, really, people? Come on, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> but but books a lot of the classics such um, as uh, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, um, all because they use the N word. But that yeah. was appropriate for that time in that book, and it reflects the <clears throat> the era, the culture of the era. Yeah, right. And a lot of times it's not even like a black person's not complaining about it. Mm -mm. It's some other person so, that just is offended that it, you know, some minor a minor authority somewhere has decided, right? Yeah, um, Catch Twenty Two is one because I think there is homosexuality in it. I believe mm -hmm. is the reason that um, there was a book, um, more current books like um, there's a children's book written about the two penguins i think it was it was either in the washington dc or the new york zoo two male penguins adopted, adopted an egg yeah or, or did, i think they adopted an egg or did they give them an egg or they i don't gave, know they they gave them a fake egg rock ah okay and and they they nurtured it you know they were taking care of taking turns sitting on it and all but they were a couple and so somebody wrote they bonded yeah. yeah. And somebody wrote this adorable children's book about these two penguins. Yep, it gets banned. Um <laughs> Harry Potter shows up on list after list after list. For Satan? For, yeah, yeah. For the satanic references and the witchcraft references. And there's a whole lit there's I've seen like four or five ex uh, excuses for it. But you know, the backlash is that people run right to it, to any banned book, even faster, because they want to see what it was that you don't want them to see. <laughs> so, yeah, so censorship and book banning does have a backlash, bash, bash, back. Yeah, <laughs> lash back. Backlash. <laughs> I'm Woo. the one drinking wine, Margo. <laughs> Had too much caffeine late in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, and, and granted, yeah. there's always that thing of you know um, uh, the psychology behind you know, or are they deliberately banning something to try to get attention? But yeah, in general, people are kind of like you know why, or 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 you get the teachers like the english teachers that put books on their reading list that parents end up objecting to um mm -hmm. hey margaret it's me god that i think that's just been in the news because they're getting ready to make a movie out of it you want to say that title of that book again <laughs> hey mark no hey, hey god it's me margaret <laughs> that was awesome that was totally awesome. <laughs> hey, There's, Margaret, it's me, God. <laughs> hey, Margaret, it's me, God. 
look, we need to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to wait for you to call me. I'm calling you. <laughs> you know, Iris, you now have the name of your next big book. You now have the title. <laughs> hey, Margaret, it's me, God. <laughs> Oh, even oh the book Conversations with God has been banned. Yeah. yeah. Or, but but I'm talking about the Judy Bloom book. Yeah. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just naming books that we both know of. But a yeah. lot of gay, what what's what I find interesting is a lot of gay literature, a big one that keeps showing up year after year is called George. That's just the name of the title. But it's about it's about a uh, a life in gay culture. And what's interesting is, seriously, people are still banning gay culture-based books when in mainstream television, middle of the day, middle of dinner hour, you see commercials that are selling something that two men or two women are obviously interacting in a family gesture or family way. And it's commonplace. Like both men will pick up the same baby and, and one of them will feed it or they'll lean in and be cheek to cheek while they're laughing at something on TV. It's very, very, or, the, you know, they're cuddled up with their arms around each other on a couch. It's, it's, it's commonplace. All right. But, but there are people who will object to those and create, um, 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 but you know, like their own bands on those products. What do you call it? Uh, uh, boycott. 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 <laughs> yeah. boycott. Boycott on on those products, or you know, people got <laughs> upset with Cheerios. Do you remember the adorable Cheerios commercial where the biracial girl, with you know, she her mother's standing there. I think it's a, a white mother. Okay. And she says, um, you know, would Daddy like some? And she goes in to try to give her dad some, and he's black. Yeah, it's stuff with that commercial. It's like, really, really. You know, okay. this is this yeah, is a little bit here, but you know, <laughs> but it's I'm not nineteen. It's not nineteen fifty-two anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know? if, if somebody's in our audience that's offended by the fact that I go, really, then really, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we're discussing our our opinions, and you know, maybe. It would be behoove us at this point to say, yes, the show is obviously based on our opinions, Margot's opinion, Iris's opinion. And we appreciate that you guys want to get in here and learn stuff with us as we discuss it. But it's still just opinion. And like every other good teacher, good guru, good coach, good friend out there, we encourage you to go do your own research if you find something that needs more information for you. Always, always go do your own research. And we're yeah. always open to discussion. Again, questions, comments, please um, make we, them. We want you to talk to us. Yeah. But Margo and I both, I'm speaking for Margo here too, but uh, I know her well enough. We're both very loving, open minded people. I like to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> We poke fun at ourselves and at everybody else. And, you know, so, and in no way would we ever want to dishearten anyone right. um, or to make anybody feel 
uncomfortable. Well, I don't even want to say that because if we can make them wiggle a little in their seat, that's a good thing. That's true. We we don't want them to feel judged. Uncomfortable is okay. Yes. But but judged not so much. Yeah, that's not us. And that's not our intention either. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And if somebody doesn't like biracial couples, let's talk about it. I get it. I mean, I I, I understand Mm -hmm. that there are people out there that don't approve, but let's get back to censorship. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Bring that that rabbit hole back over here. Bring it around. Uh, Roll it back in. (laughs) So the media uh, is one place that gets accused a lot now of censorship. And if you think back to the Walter Cronkite days, and that's the way it is. is. Yeah. Um, In those days, News was delivered matter-of-factly, very straightforward. This is what's, here's the facts, folks, just the facts, and we're not, you know. And even, it was even amazing. Huh? Wasn't that Car 51? Uh, Just the facts, ma'am? No, that was Sergeant Friday in. Sergeant um, Friday. God. That was it was dragnet. a cop show. It was dragnet. Yeah, dragnet, dragnet. Yeah, yeah. Just the facts, ma'am. That was <laughs> that was how professional media communicated. Just yeah. the facts, no opinions, no emotions. Yeah. And I remember, you know, everybody, you know, you can you can watch where Cronkite announced about Kennedy being shot, and you can see him tear up, and every everybody was like. Oh my God, Walter Cronkite's crying. Oh, you know, it was a big deal because you just never saw him break form. And, but it also made him a little more endearing. But, you know, he was, yeah. He was, um, but news was carried on that way, you know, for years. But when Reagan was in office, when was that in the 80s? Yes. Like, yeah, 80s. Yeah, you're talking about a protocol. So yes, it was, was a protocol. protocol. The FCC had there was some. There was actually and I was laws. To look it up, and I'm sorry I didn't because I didn't think about it. Until That's all right, but there were laws up until then. Yeah, and that that regulated that um, news that uh, media outlets could not news radio TV could not. Um. Interject opinion or show bias, right? And and as I I was a journalist or still am, but I actually worked for a couple of newspapers, and that's the way I was taught. And and I always believed even going into it, but then taught and mentored that you know, and, and there were plenty of stories that I wrote that I had to get out of my own head and say, okay, let me play both sides here and get all the information and just tell it like it was, whether I liked it or not. Uh, I told both sides and, and that was my, my goal. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I had to understand the story well enough to be able to tell it to other people. Right. And at the time I knew some young, younger writers cause I went to school later um, as a continuing ed student. And so I was, I was a, a, a newbie reporter at a considerably older age than most, but, um, I, 
I can remember like I, talking to one of the city managers in one of the places I worked. And I said, you know, I hate bugging you about this, but I'm, I'm really trying to understand what's going on with this thing that the council's working on. No, I don't mind. I sure joy to talk to the other guy. I was up till 1130 with the other paper. <laughs> I was up till 1130 telling him about it and he still got it wrong. <laughs> so I felt good that they understood that I just wanted to get it right. But um, and that, again, was, and that was ethical. That yes. was ethical. This is we're talking about professional ethics here. Yeah. But when Reagan was in office, he did not renew or he signed a new bill that said you don't have to do that anymore. Media can. And, and that's when you started seeing the rivaling pol political stations <laughs> and people putting in their opinions more into the news. And now it's done just practically across the board, even local uh, reporters it's, will be on the news and go, can you believe they're doing that? Or, you know. And they use, they use adjectives and call people or ideas stupid or yes. preposterous or terrible or wonderful or isn't this fantastic? This just touches my heart. And so they say all these really super personal things that I'm like, Yikes, that is not why that's when you're not, talking when you're on a, not ma in a major that's a sales pitch. That's not a report. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you're on a major television station, like think about like New York or Charlotte or Greensboro, where you might have five hundred thousand viewers or millions of viewers. Right. And you're injecting your personal opinion and saying, isn't this wonderful? Oh, I wish I could help that little boy or I wish I, you know, and then suddenly everybody flocks to that GoFundMe page. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you got to take responsibility when you're, you're selling something. Yeah. When you're selling something, when you're selling an idea or, yeah, selling a concept. Yeah, especially on a platform where people take everything as the gospel. Which is what's going on now. People are not are no longer have the exposure to discern between an opinion and a fact. Because yeah. it's all presented as fact, period. Even bias. But in a nice, friendly, conversational way. Way. Right. We're going to bring Which you is salesmanship. In. That's nothing but salesmanship. Yeah. <laughs> You're being sold an idea. And that's the purpose. That's what they're trying to do. And they're achieving it very well. But that's one part of censorship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm going to engage and go up a level on this, or should I say down a level? We're going down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit hole. Let's dig in there. <laughs> I put my bunny ears on. You know. There you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the it, it it is proven fact. I'm I'm not making this up. Look it up for yourselves. Ninety percent of the world's media outlets are owned by six people. Six. When you think there is a CEO, somebody in charge of the ultimate, when you go all the way up, then you're going, 
whoa six people all the and, you know and and even when i was in media and some of those people are related uh -huh. <laughs> yeah go look it up 90 percent go 90 percent of broadcast companies magazines newspapers television internet are owned by six com private companies and even 20 years ago i was witnessing how it, it was like fish in a pond you know like one media company would buy another media company that would buy another that would buy another i was Margo's yeah. family owned the newspaper that I used to work for. We didn't, this was long before we knew each other. We didn't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, right as I went into work for them, they had just gotten bought out by Media General. By a bigger conglomerate. By right. A bigger conglomerate. And then, and they were like a family run paper, I think at the time. Yes. Or locally published. So here comes Media General and they gobble them up. And then here comes Gannett and they bought up Media General and here you go. So, you know, it, it, it climbs up the ladder and you you have to really look at who owns what companies. I did some work one time for a woman. Um, who owns your news? Who owns your news? Go. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Who owns the news you're subscribing to? And yeah. when you see that there are other companies that have interest, you know, if they own a pipeline or gas company or something like that. That's a good they, point. They may or may not want certain news to go out. And when you start hearing this station repeat what that station says, what that station says, it's a clue that they've been given the script. And even sometimes the media people behind the scenes will say, well, why we're saying this, but it's been handed down. We're not saying that the local newscaster is some, you know brainwash whatever yeah yeah it's it you know a lot of people are doing very innocent work out there they're reporting local news whatever but they're doing what they're been, they're told to exactly it's like, it's like military yeah you're yeah. doing what you're ordered to yeah um but when i worked um i did some work for a woman who represented scholastic books and um i met her at a book fair for um educators and all and okay. uh, she was a friend of a friend and she said you want to come do some work for me she had a local um uh storage unit that she would go and collect her the stuff that she needed for the next fair or whatever and she had stuff to put up stuff to sort out and all that so i go help her and when i got my paycheck it had the paramount logo on it i was like but it's scholastic and then I started doing, then when I looked further in the paperwork, it had Viacom on it. So Viacom yeah. is really way up there. And I think they own Time Warner now. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. But you got Viacom, Paramount. I've got all six pyramids. I got all six pyramids on my wall on my private Facebook page. Oh, okay. There's six cool. people in all the major companies they own. Disney owns is one of them. Is yeah. one of the six. They own every freaking thing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 And, and look how much control they have. So mm -hmm. it's being aware of who's controlling the information that you're getting. It's not, you know, we're consider we're, the source. Yes. Three yes. words that can save your life. Consider the source. 
Yes. Yeah. And and then even um okay, then you look at, at movies. So you're looking at, <clears throat> at the same thing where I was just talking about Viacom owning Paramount and and you look at what a lot of the studios now they only <clears throat> excuse me, they only want to release movies. And I know this because of the movie people that I deal with all the time. Um, they're wanting people love the special effects, the big booms, the Tech. hero, superhero type, you know, the, what I call the comic book films. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Spider Man, the DC comics, and superhero stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the big, um, uh, uh, action films, things yes. like that. Right. And you'll notice those are the ones that are coming out by from the studios more. Right. Because they know it will draw a crowd. Younger people are drawn to those movies. So they know they'll make the money off of them. Right. Whereas if they go and do like a Bridges of Madison County. That wouldn't sell right now. Yeah, it wouldn't. It, there was a time yeah. it would have. And right, so right now we're get, looking for heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, nobody's really making many movies now, but um, right. Uh, that's a that'll change. Another issue. Yeah. That'll change. Yeah. But when you realize that even even the choices that they make and what they're going to present to the public for entertainment is based on the dollar value of what sells. Of yeah. what sells, it's like you're not even getting all the potential enjoyment that maybe you would ordinarily right. demand. Right. And action, action is only one type of, um, the, uh, thematic, uh, piece. That's only one type of entertainment. There's other, there's <laughs> lots of other types. I mean, there's genres. romantic genres. Thank you. That's yeah. right. Romantic genres, um, documentary uh, dramas, uh, historical dramas, or, or, or you know, genres, excuse me, <laughs> genres, on and on and on that can be equally fascinating without blowing everything up in a fury, in a, you know, in a furious pace. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, they, and it's another form in a way of censorship. I mean, it, it, and, and then you've got mm -hmm. indie filmmakers that are, trying to do other yeah, in, films. In, yeah, it, explain what an indie film is for people that don't know that terminology. Independent filmmakers. And they're typically, it's a certain price line that, I, I don't know, well, it might be like less than 500000 or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I can't remember where well, the... Nutshell. Yeah. yeah. But when you think, when you look at some films get hundreds of millions of dollars to be made, and then you've got somebody in North Carolina that wants to make a feature film and is trying to raise $15,000, you know, because you've got to pay actors, you've got to pay yeah, bills. for, yeah, you got bills, all kinds of bills to make a film <clears throat> and they don't, that, you know, it's, it's not in my back pocket to make it and you got to have the equipment and you got to have people and, you know, and indie filmmakers, a lot of times they get people to volunteer. Um, yes, there are some stars that you can get that will, to that back will do it, their, right. 
yeah, they'll do, um, they'll do, they'll take their part at little or no cost, you know, because they believe in helping younger filmmakers, but it, it's hard it's to still bring them in and put them up. And, and so a lot of stories don't get told because the filmmakers, you know, and then you make it and you have to distribute it. Yeah. Advertising. It's a whole nother bugaboo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I literally know a man that made a IMAX movie in his basement in Greensboro. Wow. He, he put to, and he made the computers to fix the storage because one gigabyte of his, of, of his film, um, the film file, one second of film took a gigabyte of space. Wow. That's a lot of special effect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and well, IMAX, and that, sure. 3D. You know, well, yeah. IMAX because it's so huge <clears throat> and yeah. so, and yeah. uh, and now he's working on the dome version because it's a it's a movie about the Cassini spacecraft going to Saturn. It's called nice. In Saturn's Rings. If you go to the website, you'll see. Oh, it's cool, cool, cool! Fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. I'm plugging Stevens movie here. But <laughs> you know, he 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 had to do a lot of fundraising. It took him ten years to make that film, and he used a lot of volunteers. And and relatively very little money. It, you know, all his money went into equipment and uh, right. paying a few right. people to do some things. But so this is a, a sort of a soft, softer, more generalized form of censorship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It narrows the playing field for what the audience is exposed to. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and then you think about um, publishers. They do the same thing with the books. What who's gonna what's gonna sell? Um, and well, what the probably, publishers are told will sell. Aha, uh -huh. which yeah. is another part of censorship that uh, the general public can be manipulated to want one or more particular things more than the other. Yeah, and Lord, don't get me started on the music industry. <laughs> that's a class. Yes, that's a classic example of the general take, the general taste and purchasing power being manipulated due to censorship and shutting down and favoritism and manipulation and politics and yada yada yada. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're much better finding local bands. You know, <laughs> support yeah. your local local. Yeah, support people. your local musicians. Yeah. Um, but from there. Uh, one of the things that um, I wanted to to talk about because it, it really shows how things are going. In fact, let me let's show you a couple of things first. Where do I want to start? Hmm. Okay, this one's interesting. So let me. I'll make this uh, big thing. Twitter, we know, has been banning accounts left and right, and right. this. This was one example. 250 accounts of journalists, media organizations, and protest organizers in India at the government's request, temp Twitter temporarily withheld their accounts. In um, what the is called a shocking case of blatant censorship. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was India turns farmer protest focus to local media um and so it was it was all into control the government's control in india of a farmer's pro, uh, of farmers protesting yes they're covering um, it up yeah right and so that 
Is that really Twitter's responsibility? Why is it Twitter's responsibility? Why is the government, India government, stepping in and doing that? What are these farmers? Who's paying who? Yeah. You end up with the consider the source. The other three-word caveat that goes with that is also three words. Follow the money. Yes. Who is paying who? (laughs) And the poor my pillow guy. I mean... He's, 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 he can be annoying, but <laughs> yeah, my, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, anybody that shows up in your bathroom mirror, you know, hell forbid, go away. Um, a creepy. Yeah. I'm going to throw my pillow at you. I'm not going to stand here all night and hold your head down. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> but just guilty by association, supposedly, I guess. He is. Um, that is, that's the premise. They, and don't like, been, they don't like his famous friends. Yeah, and he's been permanently banned. Permanently. For using a public, public I mean, okay. Platform, yeah. Yeah, it's a public platform. So it's like either it's, it's privately public or owned. It's not. Yeah. It's a public platform, but it's privately owned. And that's where there's legal contention about whether or not it can be it, it, whether or not censorship should be allowed. Right. And I'm, you know, and I kind of ride the fence where on one side I go, like people will complain about things on Facebook and they'll go, oh, they're changing it again. I can't stand when they don't know. That. Well, it's, twi- uh, it's Facebook. It's free. If you want to yeah. use it, follow the rules, follow the, go with the flow. But at the same token, <laughs> It's like, okay, if I don't like somebody, I just won't look at them. I ban them. I, you unfollow. know. Unfollow. Unfollow. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if because you to, it's you a public eat. platform and you're going to get all kinds of people on there. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I can't tell you how many fake profiles of these men in other countries have tried to friend me. And it's like, I look and I see about the same five pictures and it's, you know, yeah. Nuts. Go away. <laughs> right. You you become savvy to it. Right. Yeah. Um, so. I thought, yeah, I thought this one was interesting. And it kind of shows both sides of an issue. Um, Margaret, you want to read that? Because I know they're getting tired of hearing me. <laughs> My latest. When we deplatform hate on social media, it is not censorship. It's accountability. And this is said by uh, Malkia Devich Cyril. She says, free speech debates need to stop trying to protect the white nationalist terror that censors black voices and start holding them accountable. Change the terms. And you've got pictures of people with burning torches, uh, white guys with burning torches marching at night, and then people of color with signs that say no Nazis, no KK. And there's also a little cutout in here that's a part of the Constitution because it says we the people and the Article 1. So just to tell you the visual for the people that are going to hear this on iTunes and Spotify. So, Iris, please continue. Well, it's, you know, it's like, it, it, oh, shoot, I just 
I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button, Marga. Um, yeah, I should be back. <laughs> I just have to find her. There she is. Okay. There okay. We go. Yes. All right. <laughs> so I know that, like, a lot of times, like, when, when a terrorist does something, you know, or when somebody does, like, like a shooting happens or something, the media has said now that they don't want to give names because that gives popularity to that person. It, it, some people want that fame, so they don't, they deliberately don't tell they names. The, they want the fame and the infamy. Right. Right. And and so I get kind of the idea of if somebody is 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 promoting racism, I get the idea that you don't want to give that a platform. But when are you starting to encroach on free speech? You know yeah and you you when yeah when are you making moral and cultural judgments decisions for the audience instead of allowing the audience to learn and grow their own opinions about what is and is not acceptable in their culture yes and when we when you with, withhold all adversity that means half the picture of the reality is missing. And sometimes you need, you can't learn what's good if you don't know what's bad. Um, don't this is how spoiled children become spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how yeah. That, that's, that's how that definition arises. They don't know any adversity. They haven't ever been told, quote, no. Your sister made a nice co comment here. The yeah. Danger to, they, the danger to calling something hate speech is that there is a gatekeeper to decide what is hate speech. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. It may not be hate speech. It may be just blunt and honest to someone, or it might be vile and offensive to someone else. You got to let them, my opinion, you got to let the audience decide for themselves which way it falls on their ears. It will, and it's that, that old saying of, I may not like what you say, but I will defend your right to say it. Which is a military and, stance. Yeah. And and keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> that, yeah, that's another, that's not that's a very good. Yeah. That's another good expression for that. Absolutely. Because if you don't know that that these people are out there, and then you go and you go through their neighborhood. You could and be in danger. Just like if you don't know the these more people. You right? know, the more yeah. you know. The more exactly. you know, the, sa the safer me, you are. Like knowledge yeah. is power. Knowledge is power. So if they're taking knowledge away from us. They're taking power blanket, away from us. They're taking power away from us to make our own decisions. And when we comply to it passively, we are giving away our power, which is, spiritually speaking, a big no-no. Right. <laughs> Never give away your personal power. And yeah. we talk about that a lot. If you haven't seen it, go back and look at our forgiveness <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's you. You know, you can choose then 
if you don't like what those people are saying about hate speech, then you know who to ignore. Or you listen to them setting boundaries. Saying, so you know how to fight against them. Or listen to what they're saying and come up with a third view that wasn't there before. And now you're building on your personal genius. Yay! <laughs> because you're learning critical thinking skills. That's critical thinking skills, which is also a survival skill. Yes. That is being bypassed on occasion. <laughs> and so then you talk about, you know, then you can get into the thing about the dumbing down of society. And I know for a fact that the schools, there are teachers who try, but in general, the way schools are set up now, they are not teaching critical thinking skills because they're teaching right. for the test. Right. And I have yeah. seen those kids from public schools come into the community college system and they're going, do I need to know this for the test? No, you need to know how to think about it so that you can answer the questions on the test. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I'm right. like, I just right. want to know what this, what's going to be on the test. The test is going to ask you to come up with your own thoughts. Can you do that? <laughs> That's where the essay question freaks people out. Yeah, let me let me throw in at this juncture a little bit of a devil's advocate. Okay, just like we're espousing, there's two sides to every view. Mm -hmm. And there is, I guess you could characterize it as a pro-censorship angle in that, for example, in a parental situation, parents have the legal right to limit what information their children are exposed to. For example, uh, an Islamic family can limit what exposure their children have to say Jewish or Christian culture, or they want their children to have just Middle Eastern culture and they want to restrict any Western culture exposure to them for those reasons. So in one sense, that is a type of censorship. However, consider the source, consider the context, and, and also where the money is, but this is more familial than that, family related. In those situations, and are in across the board, that type of censorship is actually condoned, and it's considered healthy to uh, limit what your child is exposed to until, ideally, until you feel your child is ready for this new opposing information generally speaking, somewhere between the ages of eight and 15, children get enough social awareness to understand that there are opposing values than the ones that they were originally taught without throwing them off too much. It depends on the child, depends on the family, depends on the culture. So there is some use in on, on that level of censorship uh, in a parental arena. And I just wanted to throw that out there uh, just for equality of there is a protective element in censorship. Yeah, there is. And and it does serve a purpose to an extent. However, that becomes the legal battle of who gets to decide what is dangerous enough to need protection, what is danger in the first place, and 
who stranger is danger. <laughs> and who is entitled to know about this danger and who is not entitled to know about this danger or this controversy or whatever. So that's where your legal battle is, is who gets to decide. And yeah, the parental version, well, parents legally own their children. Spiritually, they, they not so much, but legally they do. So they get to choose. Um, Twitter is not my mama. Facebook is not my daddy. They are not my parents. The news are not my parents. They're not my gods. They don't tell me what I should and shouldn't know. Right. Big, big key phrase is when they wrap up a, a news account, a news report <clears throat> with the phrase, and that's all you need to know. Ooh. That is a big, I would say yellow flag. It's actually a red flag. It's worse than that. Whenever any news broadcaster news reporter says da 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 and that's all you need to know right there there's more that you need to know <laughs> there's your hint that there's more to it yeah um in fact while while you're doing that let me since we're talking about this stuff um i want to show the little video you put together which i thought was these are the companies that have openly engaged in in censorship for the past several years Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and sorry for those who are are yes. listening. I'll list them at the end or something when I'm uh editing for the, the audio. But um Thank you. Thank yeah. You. That but but it, it is when you recognize that they they know a lot of times they know what they're, they're doing. doing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. So you need to be aware of that. Another thing, the big thing that really just smack me in the face this week was don't know if you've heard about it but and, and it's complicated and I'm not real good with it but I have read it um, and just gone berserk over it okay it started with GameStop. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, news <laughs> and social media are they let me, what is it? Are they censoring or are they promoting propaganda by omission? Oh, oh, <laughs> Deborah went there. <laughs> she did. Thank you and for that insight. And it is food for thought. It is very much food for thought. Are there any that, any haven't? that haven't? And Edie, 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 thank you, Edie. Boom. You hit another <laughs> nail. We're trying hard to be diplomatic. Duh, if you can't tell. But yes, you're right. Anytime, you know, let's go a little broader with this, Iris, before we shift into where you're going. I like what, what Edie and Deborah brought up. It Are there any medias or any storytellers or any journalists or any reporters of any facts, any human anywhere that isn't biased or censoring? 
Yes, on the grand grand scale. Yeah, <laughs> on the grand scale. Well, I'm not doing my personal show. Yes. <laughs> right, right. But everybody has their own filter. So when they communicate, you automatically are censoring information based on your own frame of reference. And that extends out to, and I think more specifically towards what you know, Edie is saying, um, are there any media companies that haven't censored or promoted a propaganda, whichever one Edie meant? They all do because they're trying to make money. They're trying to gain power. They're trying to gain control, which I do believe is the energetic plight and journey of almost any Western civilization human in any conversation. You are trying to gain control. You are trying to gain power. You are trying to contain, could get some kind of uh, energetic exchange, whether it's social or financial or whatever. Even me talking right now, I'll own this because I'm dominating the conversation at the moment. Socially, in these few seconds, I've got the most power because I took over the conversation, right? I'm using it as an example to show that that's what humans do. They compete. But it's only because I like you and I can talk all over you if I want to. <laughs> exactly. And I know how to fix that. I've got the buttons over here. <laughs> and that is the quintessential diplomacy of being a decent person or a good, uh, a good citizen in a culture is knowing when to hand over or take over the power when a situation needs, wait for it, balance. Balance, balance, balance. Yes. And me and Iris know how to balance each other very well. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least we try. I don't know if it seems that way everybody else. (laughs) That's true. But Deborah and Edie, thank you for creating a segue for me to go down that, that path a little bit. And Iris, thank you for making space for it. You were going to, yeah, you were going to make a point. So let's shift back. Yeah. So here, here was something that just really kind of blew things out of the water for me this week. And it was, um, okay. You've got your major players on, on the stock market, right? You know, the the guys that are wheeling and dealing on wall street and, you know, and you think about it being the 1% or whatever, but, You also have your day traders, the people at home that don't have as much, but there are different applications they can use and websites they can use where trading is more acceptable or and has been made more accessible to what we consider the average, yeah, the the littler people, maybe maybe the the upper half (laughs) of people. Moderate Um, income people, right. Yeah. And so there are people, there's a group on Reddit. I'm sure there's other groups in other places mm-hmm. that will discuss, you know, what's going on in the market and, you know, get opinions from each other and that sort of thing. And there is a group that saw that GameStop, which is the store where you can go and buy and trade games, you know, like video games and things. Um, has their stock has been becoming uh, lower and lower. And it was kind of getting into the predictions that they're just going to fold. Well, some big guys on Wall Street decided to 
Oh crap. Deborah, help me. I know you know the word if, if Margo doesn't. Um monopolize? Uh, no, there's a trading term. It's a <clears throat> it's, Sand, does it mean to sandbag? Kind of. It's like what they do is they borrow top other, other stocks to basically what they're doing is they're betting against GameStop. A game the 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 entity in this case it was game game GameStop stop yeah <laughs> stop shop blah, blah, blah. Um, short. short yeah they were trying to short it but there was there's another term too um, short sale yeah um, short sale and it's and it involves borrowing from somebody else to Peter pay Paul yeah. And then they end up making money off of it so they can pay back the ones that they borrowed from and, and still, still make money. And so when it when it folds, it, it's like betting against that. Well, these guys on Reddit said figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not gonna do that. And they started putting out information and getting all of these buyers to start buying stock and literally the stock went from like $15 a share to like $350 a share it was they drove up the price mind blow because there the were price. so many people seeking their supply and demand they, they drove up the demand so that yes. made the price go up yeah made the price go up essentially saving GameStop the Wall Street traders are like no I mean, literally lost billions of dollars from their short sales. So there was a, there's an app on iPhone that you can use to do this stock trading. And it's called Robinhood, which is an interesting <laughs> term for it. St but immediately, yeah. immediately Apple dropped. Robin Hood. The um and it was like people were trying to use it and it was like it's no longer available on i on iPhones or Yikes. on the i uh Apple platform. So people were getting pissed off because they you know the the they couldn't trade. Yeah. They couldn't trade, you know, the little people and they were leaving it to the big traders. So, and there's lots of information about this online and, and I encourage people to go and look at it, but basically, oh, and then, and then the one comment got me, there was one of the guys um, that was doing uh, that he owns the Mets and he was one of the lenders to people that were doing the short sales. He, owns, he owns, he owns the professional the baseball the yeah. professional baseball team, the Mets, which means he's probably right. a millionaire, billionaire. Yeah. Billionaire because he's he a billionaire. loaned somebody $2 billion. He loaned $2 billion. Okay. Yeah. And he was one of the ones complaining about these guys from Reddit doing their thing. Blowing out. The and, yeah. and somebody else, you know, they start, they kind of, this other person got into a, kind of a Twitter argument with him and he said, come on, I'm just trying to make a living like anybody else. And I'm like, you're a friggin' billionaire that just lost $2 billion. Of, you know, which obviously isn't, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what this guy has. Right, which you can I'm find. I'm just in trying to make money like everybody else. 
no you're trying to make money like somebody that just doesn't make money you, you have no you're trying to make money that shuts down other people's incomes is what you're doing yeah. you're, put, you're trying to put other people out of business yeah yeah and i was just and right okay robin hood was selling game stop stop for the little investors to protect them without the investors permission i know Okay, so well, the, the plot thickens. There's even more going on. <laughs> yeah, Robin Hood was selling stock without the investor's permission. That right, that part of her phrase alone tells you that um, Deborah. If you can tell us where you got your information from, again, consider the source. You know, well, that's awesome, Deborah. That's really cool. It sounds like the plot got even thicker. Always, there's more to the story than what's being presented up front. Of course, if you're being censored, you're not going to find that out. (laughs) You've got all these different social media, Reddit, Twitter, um, uh, Apple, all these different elements. And then the stock market, which is out of touch anyway. Right. And, And you see all these, the players that are in it. And it just, it's like, it was censorship all the way around. No matter how you looked at it and who was talking, they were saying, no, you can't use this app. And the app's going, no, you can't. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing with your money or whatever. You know, and and then the, oh. You're talking uh, about withholding information, period. The, the yeah. New York Stock Exchange. I think it was. Uh, was it NASDAQ or the uh, NYSE? Uh, that would be the NYSE, New, New York Stock Exchange, NYSE. Yeah. yeah, but I couldn't remember if it was NASDAQ or them, but I think it was I think it was the New York Stock Exchange. There's a woman that's at the head of it, I believe. Anyway, she said, if the, it, and, they're, and what they've done is they've moved from GameStop to another stock. And she she has said, if we see this trend continue where they're picking, where you've got these small groups that are picking stocks that they want to save right. and rescue, we will shut down the stock exchange. Oh, see, now you're talking about world economy. Because the whole, all stocks all around the world are based on New York and then Tokyo. And then and, you, and it's like it was like we'll, we'll investigate threat. it. We'll stop it if we have to. We'll pull their stock. And you're now talking it. about an in, international she's incident. Yeah, yeah, she's she's threatening an international incident. Your sister Deborah has given us even more cool info. Go ahead and read that, Iris. David Portnoy lost seven hundred thousand because of Robin Hood. He tweeted this about himself yesterday morning. David Portnoy is founder of. Barstool News. And then she said others were also tweeting screenshots of their Robin Hood account showing what had happened. Interesting. So who's uh, playing who? Tweeting. Gee, Twitter's in on it. I wonder yeah. if you dig back far enough, consider the source, follow the money. I wonder if Twitter is in pocket or of one of these factions or if one of these factions is in twitter's pocket financially somebody owes somebody a debt or they're creating a debt for future use one or the other 
Yeah. So, so these are our speculations. <laughs> these are just our speculations. It's yeah. fun to toss this stuff around, and we don't. It's critical it, thinking. It, it's using critical thinking for fun. <laughs> and yeah. something's going on. Let's see. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Those four hedge fund managers. Now might be a good time to invest in whoever manufactures the world's tiniest violins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do, do, do you know do you know what this is? Oh, it's an, it's an exercise. What is it? No, it's the world's tiniest disco violin. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. That's good. I've only seen yeah, that that one and then the record, the smallest world, smallest record. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like, the disco violin. You've got to go like that. Yeah, Travolta. I know, I'm sure my age. Everybody knows who John Travolta is. He, yeah, he's an icon. <laughs> oh, God. Katie, that was terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and and I guess the whole point, because we do need to wrap it up or way of time, but <laughs> it's to, is to get people thinking and looking and and who's and, and where does all this serve you personally? Right. Right. Or where does where does it take you? Yeah. Where did it come from? And where is it ultimately taking you? Yeah. Yeah. Because we all have our own minds and opinions you know, and yeah. opinions. And we don't, we don't want to give anybody rent in our brains that doesn't need it. Which is giving away your power. Yes. Yes. But we also, you know, you need to be aware of who's pulling strings in different places. So, you know, how easy it is to manipulate society in general. Um, yeah, the amendment, only cases of obscenity and hate speech that incites others to, to commit illegal acts can be censored. I feel everyone deserves the right to their freedom of speech and other rights equally. If we could learn to be more tolerant of others and allow them the same rights we claim for ourselves, what a better world this would be. And he says, "Love your show. Thank you, oh, Daryl. Thank you, Daryl. That that was well well said. Very well yeah. said. Thank yeah. you. So, um, and, and food for thought. There, you got to define what is obscenity and what is hate speech. But inciting violence or inciting committing illegal acts actually would be a bit like you like you said, Daryl. That would be pretty definitive. <laughs> but and, and it would be after the fact." Side, if somebody's there going, we need to get together, you know, let's, let's, you know, get the villagers together with their pitchforks and torches. You don't have to listen. Why do people listen to that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because somebody's inciting, what is inciting? Just because somebody says exactly, so somebody tells you to go do something illegal or violent or whatever. You're over the age of 18. Like my mama used to say, just because your friends jump off a bridge, are you going to do it too? Mama knows. <laughs> bingo, bingo. 
We need a little bell. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Get a little noisemaker going here. But absolutely. Yeah. And just because everybody else is doing it, should you? About the what I was going to say was about the only time that censorship uh, serves a purpose is in a parental role where a superior knowledge is trying to help a newbie, a complete newbie, as in child, as in baby, as in toddler, not as college freshman kind of newbie. That's too old. But in a parental role, <laughs> they get to limit them. They know better. But yeah. in a parental capacity, yes, censorship serves its purpose for a while. But I've yet to think of another reason where censorship um, is useful. Anytime somebody thinks for you, withholds information before you ever learn about it, that is a red flag for an agenda. They are not, yes, and they are not telling you what their agenda is. So, and that's cruel. We're talking about cruel, and I'm saying cruel, C R U S U E L, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's um, unethical. <laughs> Sometimes the word cruel sounds like cool. No, <laughs> so I'm trying to find another word for that. Yeah. But yeah, it's unethical to withhold information um, in a non-parental situation. That's my bottom line. All right. Yeah. So with that, folks, I think we're ready yeah. to wrap it up. I think. We need yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank Blessings you so and much. namaste. Yes. Have a beautiful evening and come play with us again next Wednesday night. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Miss Iris. Thank you Love. very much. Love you, dear. You're welcome. You're welcome. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining Nights of Indigo with Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Music is Arcadia by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com, licensed under Creative Commons. Visit our Facebook page for broadcast details, www.facebook.com slash eyesofindigo. Show is copyrighted 2021 by Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears, all rights reserved.